Blog Talk Radio.
This is the second Monday of the month. This is the Monday that Pastor Servant Troy Thomas was supposed to um, give the service, but due to circumstances, he's not able to do the the program on tonight, the service, rather. So if you all would just uh, get your Bibles, pens, paper, and pads ready, and all of those of you that's looking in, please share. And I hope you enjoy the word that's going to come forth on tonight. I am about to um, turn the program over to the woman of God so that she can um, do what she needs to do. And I'm going to be moving around a little bit to make sure that she's accommodated with making sure the area for her is comfortable. Like I said, we just got off the road a little while ago, so we're trying to make sure that we get the service on tonight. So to you all, let's look it in. Get ready for a treat. This is a special service on tonight being brought to you by Smile3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. Worldwide Web Blog Talk and Facebook Live. Here is one and only Dr. Apostle like Cecilia Kaiser. Am I echoing? Is everything clear? Okay. Father God, we glorify you. We magnify you. You're excellent. You're Alpha and you're Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the author and the finisher of our You're our God, and we're your people. God, we thank you for everyone that had traveling mercy on yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. We don't take it for granted, God, the days that you give us, the breath that you breathe into. We don't take it for granted, God, when you give us food, shelter, and clothing. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for everything that you've done. And God, give me what you have for your people on tonight. Many of us have our own agendas and our own motives. Master, Savior, 
who's who. I can end up entertaining the enemy when I'm thinking the entertainment that I'm doing is with a friend. Some of you are quick to call a family member an enemy or someone that's hurt your feelings or someone that's done this or that. When that person on your job does it consistently and yet you still go back to lunch with them every day, that person in the classroom, you still study with them every day. That person that's supposed to be your significant other, you're still hanging out with them every day. But let a family member do something to you. You just can't let it go. 10, 20, 30, 50 years later, you're still hating on them. But there's your DNA. You're still having that Joseph experience where you want to tear your brother's coat off, the coat of many colors. You're still having that uh, lion's den mentality where you want to throw someone in the lion's den. But they're your family. They're your DNA. They're that person that you're really supposed to, as we say, ride or die for. They're that person that our Grandma Molly said that she wanted to have a reunion to remind us the importance of communication, the communication of loving someone. You may say, that's easy for you to say. It's not. I've worked places where I've been the only woman, the only woman of color, the only uh, woman in a particular branch. I've worked places before where the systemic racism was so major until no one can act like they didn't see it, but they would say that it was leadership style or something else. I've worked and lived in those places where people didn't care for me because I was lighter than them. I've been in those places where they didn't like me because they claimed I didn't sound black. I don't know what that means still to this day. So I've had many experiences, and I won't go through them all, because I'm sure you can give me some experiences that you've experienced yourself. But I still can say, I still went back to work. I still went back to school. I still went to those places, and I communed with those people on a daily basis, whether it was for a paycheck or an education or for whatever reason that I was there. And so what I've learned is that if I can do that for greed, if I can do that for money, if I can do that for a jobby job, if I can do that for a degree, then how much more should I do it for my family? And I dare not call them my enemy. Because whether they took off my coat of many colors and tried to slay me or whether they did something to me that was harmful from their lips. Because remember, the song said that I won't say things that are hurtful, those things that will be from my lips. If you are my family, I have made a declaration to God that no matter what you do or say, I'm going to treat you better and hang out with you better than I did that job that I'm in and have been now for over 30-something years. Minister Sylvia said that she's known me all 
my life, and I've known her. That's true. But guess what? Minister Sylvia and I have disagreed many times. Not 70 times 7. Many times. But guess what? We let it go. So for any family member that thinks you're going to be at that table, that God is preparing for me, no, you won't be there because it says God is going to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You're not going to ever, ever, ever be my enemy. Why? Because I'm going to ask God to help me to be quick to forgive. I might not forget it because I might need to remember it just in case you try to do it again, which that's a whole other message. But I do not and I will not accept my family member as an enemy. I can't. I can't. I can't. God won't let me. And I'm so glad he won't let me. Because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are my example. And until I can have that type of relationship with my family, I can't call you an enemy. And I know that is something that I cannot have because they're perfect, not on this side, but it's my goal. So, family, I challenge you. Find out that thing that's in your heart, that all that's in your heart against any family member, and let it go. Let it go. If you can't, ask God to change that appetite. Ask God to give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. Ask God to give you that joy unspeakable. Ask God to show you in a mirror, in his spiritual mirror, what is it that wants this person to be your enemy. I've noticed over the course of the years, of just a few years that I've been on this earth, that many times, I need to be looking in the spiritual mirror from God instead of at my co-workers or at my family or anyone and see what is it in me that dislikes something or someone. Is it that takeover spirit? Let me talk about the takeover spirit for a minute. Many people say that a lot of people in my family have a takeover spirit. But you know when I was in prayer today, God let me know that we need that takeover spirit. But what we have to ask God is how and when to use it. See, that takeover spirit is a spirit that allows you to be a leader. It will allow you to save someone's life. It will allow you to walk in a room and change the very atmosphere. It will allow you to know when you need to stand back and cover someone else. See, when you cover someone, you're covering the enemies that's coming to try to hurt them. You're covering the tactics and the strategies of the devil that wants to destroy them. I'm not talking about the covering that a lot of people may 
talk about when they're trying to cover up for something someone's doing wrong. But see, if I see someone coming for someone in Smile 3E, I need to cover them. I need to cover them in prayer, in accessory prayer. Or even if it's warring in the spirit, that I will let the enemy know you are obliterated, you are annihilated. The word of God is like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. The enemy of my soul, no weapon formed against her shall prosper. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. I have to let them know that the word of God is established and that they can't come anywhere near you. Why? Because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress. He is my protector. He is my resource. He is everything that I need. He is everything that you need. He is the answer and the one and only answer. He is God. See, when you know who he is, he'll show you who you are. And when he shows you who you are, you understand, God, show me how to use this spirit in me that wants to take over everything. There's a time and a place for the takeover. I am a leader on my job. So that means many times I could be in the meetings and the meetings get disruptive. We don't have a sergeant at arm. And as the leader, I have to say, uh, calm down. Uh, It's not your time to speak. I have to call the meeting back into order. I have to decide, okay, you all, if you have something to say, raise your hand. Or you have something to say, you know, uh, wait until there's a pause or say, person, you're going to talk, and then you're going to talk, and then you're going to talk. I have to maintain the order. So sometimes I have to take over as the authority in the room. That's the proper place. But if I'm one of those people in the meeting and then all of a sudden I start taking it over and I'm not giving anyone an opportunity to speak, then that takeover spirit is out of order. So we have to ask God to show us when to speak. During our family reunion, there was a lot of things that God was dropping into my spirit and that he was talking to me about, but He did not allow me to share it because he wanted me to be an intercessor. He wanted me to intercede in the background. I'm one of the elders, believe it or not, because I'm in the generation of Lula and George and Isaiah's children. But there was a season this weekend for the collective cousins to show their gifts, to show what God was using them for. And so although God was revealing things to me, he let me know who to talk to, who to tell, and when. Did not know these things would be a blessing to these people for them to use for later, but I know how to take over a meeting on my job. Just like I know how if someone calls in on this line, I will shut them down and plead the blood of Jesus, and if I have to, I'll hang up the phone. But I know when to take over, and I know when to step back. Great teacher of mine was Apostle Sandra Thomas. 
a great teacher of mine was Lula Seabury. And sometimes she taught me with a belt, but that's a whole other message. But she taught me when to allow the takeover spirit to take over whatever it is in the room. If you see something, say something. If I see someone being hurt, I might need to take over that particular situation to stop that person from being hurt. So that could make someone say, oh, well, he or she hurt my feelings. And they could be a family member or whatever. So now they could be mad at me because of something I said or did. And if God allows me to apologize, I will. But if he doesn't, I won't. And that's another thing I had to learn. I was a peacekeeper, so I was always apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. And I had to learn from God. He told me to say that. God, do you want me to apologize? And if he didn't tell me to apologize, guess what? You're going to be all right, and so am I. See, something that simple. You can be a peacekeeper to the fault. Someone may be doing something they don't need to do, and then when you correct them by rebuking them, that's what it's supposed to be, a rebuke. So now why are you coming back apologizing for something you did in love and obedience to God? Mm, That's another message, too. So on yesterday, I taught a lesson that said, are you really okay? Some of us are saying we're blessed, we're highly favored, uh, we're fantastic, and you're saying it as a proclamation of what God has told you you're going to be. And others are saying it for other reasons. You know that you're hurting. You know that you need something. There's people don't even have money to rob Peter to pay Paul, but they're not asking for help but you're saying you're okay. There's somebody on the line, on this World Wide Web, on tonight, that has a need that hasn't told anybody. So are you really okay? Did God say you have not because you asked not? Oh, okay. You say, no, God didn't say it, but the Word says it. You can do and whatever you want to or whatever God gives me to say. But you have not because you asked not. I'm going to ask this person because I can always depend on them. You may be blocking your blessing by blessing somebody else. What about if person Z been stingy a long time and God is trying to use you to help them to be in a charitable state, and attitude, but you keep going over here to the person that you know you can go to. Go to whoever God tells you to go to. And if you don't know who to go to, pray and ask God. But do yourself a favor. Rather obey God than man. Stop trying to please everybody because you're worried about who's going to be an enemy at the table that God's preparing for you. A true believer and lover of God, even if we want to hate someone, 
you usually can. Because God will wake you up in the middle of the night. Hmm. And you'll find yourself praying and asking God for forgiveness until you get it right. But if you're toggling the fence, mm. you're saved on Monday, and on Tuesday, you want to be with the devil. If you don't know what you want to do, guess what? Jesus, Jesus, there's something about that name. Please call on the name of Jesus, because you need for him to be your master and your savior and your friend so that he can come and let you know, no, (laughs) shut it down. No, that's not me. Are you really okay? Well, I'm here to tell you many times um, when I said I was okay, I was, and other times when I said I was okay, it was a proclamation of me saying, God, I'm not there yet, but please get me there. God, this storm is overwhelming me. Like the word says, my heart, when my heart is overwhelmed, I have to go to the rock. Because he's greater than I. I have to go to the rock to say, God, I want to forgive, but I'm still holding on. God, I want to let it go, but I'm still holding on. God, teach me how to let it go. God, teach me how to lay my cares at the altar. God, teach me not only how to lay them there, but how to leave them there, not to go back and pick them up again. Are you really okay? Somebody ain't okay with me on tonight, but guess what? If God is telling you not to be okay with me and what I'm saying, do me a favor. Contact me. Let's reason together. Let's see what we can do to make God happy. I don't want you to be happy necessarily or me to be happy. But let's see what we can do to make God happy. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can agree to disagree. Let's see if we can make up our minds to say, if God told you to say it, I, I accept it. Remember, I always say I accept what God allows. So if God allows something to happen, and we can't get to a place of agreement, I trust God that if we don't get to it in 24 hours, we'll get to it if we both lay prostrate before God and say, search me, O Lord, and if you find anything in me that's not like it, show it to me, God, so that I can go to your word and apply it to whatever it is. I'm not perfect, but he is perfecting me. And I thank him for perfecting me. I thank him for being my potter. I thank him for being the captain of my salvation. I thank him for being the healer that makes me whole. I thank him for being a present help in my times of trouble and even in my good times. I thank him for everything he is to me. He's my answer to everything. I have yet to find something that God could not give me an answer to. Because sometimes that answer was simply no. But see, sometimes if I, uh, in the old me, if I heard no, I would pout and cry. And I know, okay, 
he's going to change his mind because I'm crying right now. No. I thank God that he's going to do what's best for me and he's going to do what's best for you. So I ask you again, are you really okay? Really? I'm not talking about what someone else said. I'm saying, are you really okay? Not just okay with me. Are you really okay with God? Because that's who you really need to be okay with. Because if you're okay with God and I am surrendered and submitted and yielded to God, I'll be okay with you too. I can't be okay with God and not okay with you only because I can't set it up to where I'm saying I'm going to do this for God, I'm going to do that for God, and I'm sitting over here treating my neighbor wrong. I'm sitting over here and holding an off against someone when I don't even know the whole story. How many of you were in grammar school? And when you were in grammar school, your friends were mad at someone and they didn't like them, so they didn't want you to like them. You didn't even know the person. Well, I'm going to be transparent and tell them myself. Um, Minister Sylvia and I were going to an upper grade center, and we were constantly fighting this one girl. She hadn't done anything to us, but we had a friend that didn't like her. I mean, we were constantly fighting this girl. And you know what we found out? She was our cousin. Yes, yes. Lord, she was our cousin. Me. Help us, Lord, honey. We had to go and get it right with her, and we had to tell our parents. We had to tell on ourselves, Mom, we're sorry. We've been fighting this girl named so-and-so, and we found out she's our cousin. Is she really our cousin? Yes, she was. Yes, she was a sea berry. She was a sea berry, y'all. Oh, my God. Yeah. My God. So I can't bring that same simplistic, sinful nature over here to God's side because somebody said something. Someone did something that hurt someone's feelings playing half church. I didn't say Christian. I said they playing half church. I don't know if you heard these stories that I used before, but I'm going to tell you. I have a story about a side piece, a centerpiece, a quarter piece, a three-quarter piece, because sometimes we half mad, three quarters mad, side piece mad. I can go on and on. Anyway, we need to be full and whole for God. Take all of that uh, grammar school stuff and high school stuff, throw it, throw it out the door. It's going to keep a lot of us from living in the fullness of the abundance of God. If the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and God comes that we can have life in that more abundantly, and we're not living in the abundance of God, is it because we have this five-piece, quarter-piece, three-quarters-piece, a fourth of a piece of salvation going on? Mm. Mm, that's a whole other message, too, because, see, that's pretty deep. There's a meaning to being not fully in love with God. There's a meaning to not being sold out to God. Not saying that he's not protecting us. I'm talking about a heart service. How many of you fell in love before? 
All right. Did you fall in love halfway, hmm. a quarter away, oh. three quarters away, oh. or did you give them your whole heart? Yeah. Well, when you give God your whole heart, my yeah. God in heaven, when you give God all of you, yeah. that spirit yeah. of conviction will fall on you yeah. when you're trying to give someone else you say you love mm. a quarter of you. Mm. Because sometimes... You're really trying to manipulate, deceive, or do something else to that person. So if you're not going to give them all of you, stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Mm. Love is a gift from God, and he's God. And love is him. If you can't give someone all your love, don't give them a quarter. Don't give them three quarters. Give them all of it. Why can't Cecilia? You don't understand. I can't trust them. Then why are you loving them? Why are you loving someone you can't trust? And I'm talking about God, too. But you've got to trust God. Yeah. You've got to give him your all. Are you really okay? I know you said, why she keep saying that? Because that's the title of this message. Are you really okay? Hmm. Are you really sold out? Hmm. Have you really given him your all? Talking hmm. about God now. All of it. If you're married, have you really given your spouse all of you? Hmm. I'm not talking about your heart that belongs to God, but I'm saying if you give God all of your heart, that spouse ain't got nothing to worry about. You may say, how do you know? You ain't never been married. You are so right, but I'm talking about what the Word says. And for those of you on the line, I love you all to life, but didn't nobody tell you all to go out there and try to play Cupid for me? No, I am not saying this because I need a husband. Do not, I beg of you. I love you to life. I really do, but please don't play Cupid. Please help us out. Mm-mm. Please. Anyway, now getting back to the message. A songwriter uh, wrote a song, and Lisa Knowles um, sings this song. And in this song, she talks about how we have a great God. She talks about how um, God is just everything we need God to be. He's a great God. But how many of us really really believe God's a great God. Sometimes she talks about how he does amazing things. How many times has God done amazing things for you? How many times has he showed you that he's great and that he's mighty? How many times has he told you to proclaim that he's great and mighty? How many times has he showed you that he's worthy? These are some of the things she's singing about in this song. How many times has he shown you that he reigns? Yeah. How many times that he has he shown you that he's the problem solver? How many times has he shown you that he's all powerful? How many times has he shown you that he's all known? Yeah. How many times has God shown you? 
that he's a strong deliverer. How many times has he protected you when you know in that situation it was only God? Only. Whether it was a car accident or whether you were walking down the street and they started a shooting and you could have got killed in the crossfire. How many times has God shown you? Well, when the scuds were flying over my head in the combat zone, he showed me. When the people that were riding in the deuce and the half and the five ton in front of me or behind me, it fell over and killed them because of the arch going through their hearts and various things of that sort, he showed me. The times when I was in the war zone and I was in that foxhole and somebody next to me or someone got hurt, God showed me. Those times when I was running from God and sitting in the club and the person in front of me, behind me, or beside me, or wherever they were, got shot and killed, God showed me. The times when I was walking in Cabrina Green from one side to the other and that uh, a, a person was shooting because they were just doing what they were doing, just trying to kill people, and God protected me. So whether it was that or whether it was the time when people were throwing cherry bombs into people's houses on the in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but if they didn't throw it into our house. God, thank you. My God Hallelujah, in heaven. Lord. God, thank you. The time mm-hmm. when I went through the one shift, mm-hmm. and they said that I would not come out of a coma, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. and that I would never walk again, oh, and that I would yes, be a vegetable. Oh, glory to God. Thank you. The time I came out of a church and someone wanted to fight me. I'm not talking about with their mouth. The time I went to work and they thought I was someone else and they wanted to kill me. And my sister had to let them know. No, that's my sister. That's not so-and-so. But they were determined. No, because I looked like this person from mistaken identity. I could go on and on and on to let you know that every day of my life, when God has protected me from my real enemy, that those same enemies will be the enemies that God prepares a table before me in the presence of them. Not in the presence of my family. I don't care what someone says. If you're within my spiritual DNA, the DNA from God, you can't be an enemy. I said spiritual. That's it. Hallelujah. Because I do know that some people have hurt their families to the death. That was biological DNA. But if you're my spiritual DNA and my biological DNA, I got it made. I got it made. And I do have it made. Because the God that I serve, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God of Molly and George Seabury, the God of the Kaiser, I have it made. You have it made. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have it made. 
I have an associate who her family said to her, you know what we noticed? You only have one friend. All of these years you've been on earth, you've only had one friend. Everybody else you called your friend. They weren't your friend. And what was so amazing to me is that she was talking about me. Yeah. And it blessed me that someone that was not saved said to someone that was saved, you only have one friend. And I started praying for her because I did not want her to have one friend. I started praying for her because a, a friend sits closer to you than a brother. Yeah. A friend will pray for you. A friend will tell you the truth. I'm going to talk about like Pastor Fred. Now, they'll tell you your breath stinks and you need some Listerine. They'll tell you your uh, your deodorant is conking out, and so here's some deodorant. They'll tell you that, no, you were wrong when you said that. They'll tell you you didn't even get his or her side of the story. They'll mm-hmm. tell you, yes, that's what it looked like, but did you find out from them if that's really what happened? Yeah. How many of you had people tell lies on you and stories on you? I'm raising my hand. I've had it. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Amen. But I still love those people. So mm-hmm. on today, mm-hmm. I know you've heard me say a few times, are you really okay? Know this, that I'm not asking you, are you really okay? God wants to have a conversation with you. God wants to have a meeting with you. And he wants you to tell him, are you really okay? He wants you to tell him who you're holding that odd against and if you're willing to let it go. He wants you to tell him if you're really walking in forgiveness. He wants you to tell him if that person you really love him or if you love him a quarter of the way. God wants you to tell him if you're okay. That's all I have, Minister Sylvia. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I thank God for the word on tonight. Welcome, thanks for joining in. I thank God for the word by Apostle Rex, Dr. Sayer Tiger. Like I said, that's my BFF, that's my sister. Um, as we were growing up, they always asked us when. And we would say yes before twin. And I just thank God for her. Bring forth the word, because like I told you earlier, she will tell you. She will be honest with you. Now, a lot of people can't take it. You know, some people tell me they can't take my personality. Well, they may can't take my personality, but they can't take her honesty. You heard me. Heard me. Her honesty. Well, she will be honest with you. Enough to say, uh-uh, you're rough thing. Mm-mm. You need to go back in the house and 
try uh, washing up a form of rain. See, a lot of people can't take that. They say they want you to be honest with them. But like she said, are you really okay? Are you really okay with that? So I, I want to let you know Blog Talk is open. Facebook is open. If Facebook want to type something in, Blog Talk, if you have anything to say, you can speak at this time to uh, let the woman of God know how she blessed you or you can encourage her. The lines are open. Okay, well, doesn't seem like we have anybody that wants to say something at this time. So what we're going to do is just uh, find out the moment of God have any closing remarks. And if so, we will uh, let her do that, and then we will uh, go into giving you our um, last word. Apostle, you have anything you want to say for closing? I would just say, um, hold on, let me unmute this. I would just say that many of us are are walking in a state of trapping where we're trying to please God Close out. Is there anyone on Blog Talk would like to have any words to say at this time? Okay, thank you all for joining in um, on our Monday night service. We will be back next Monday. At 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hello. Was someone trying to say something? Okay. Was someone trying to say something? Yes, Ron is saying. Ron is talking. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I just want to thank you for that message that you brought this evening. Thank you for sharing your personal 
uh, experiences with us in the light of the spiritual development that you got from them, O oh Lord. And, and uh, we sure appreciate that uh, you are able to give those things to us and shine the light of, of, of family love on those things and the experiences that we had this weekend. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed that tremendously. I benefited from it. Bless you. Bless you, Minister Ron. Thank you for those words of encouragement to Apostle-elect. Is there anyone else at this time would like to uh, speak uh, to encourage the woman of God for the words that she spoke to us on tonight? Uh, yes, this is uh, Mother Tony. I just uh, thank you. Um, Apostle-elect for uh, her words of wisdom, her transparency, her desire to help us as a family uh, get on God's page. And so I just thank her for all that she said. She said so much. I I took several notes. I I love her point of of leadership and how uh, that we pray to cover others. And uh, and she just uh, really explicitly gave us an example of how that should be done. And and uh, and and the the other point she made so many uh, that to teach us how to lay our struggles down at the altar and to really let go and let God do that for us. He has already given us the ability to be um, be able to help each other once we can take our struggles and lay them at His feet. And so I just I wanted just to encourage her to keep on, keep it on. Such a powerful word she gave us tonight. So thank you so much. Love you. Love you too, Mother Tony. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to speak at this time? I'm in the I just want to say thank you, Pastor Troy. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Troy, for allowing uh, Minister. I'm sorry. Thank you, Pastor Troy, for allowing Apostle like to speak on your behalf tonight and uh, just surrendering to give her this time. On Facebook, Jim Harris, our cousin from Cleveland, said he was trying to speak, but he gets um, you're not doing something right. If you want mute, Jim, you got to hit the mute button on your phone to take it off of mute so we can hear you if you would like to speak on blog talk. So um, if anyone else would like to talk while Jim is trying to get his mute button to work, he would, uh, we would hear him. So is there anyone else would like to speak at this time? Okay. Well, Jim, if you manage to get your button off before we end the program, just begin to speak, and we will uh, surrender the floor to you. But at this time, uh, next Monday will be our third Monday, and our speaker will be Minister Margo McCord um, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you want to tune in, please Tune in, follow our Facebook posting, 
and on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be my Friday to see um, on Blog Talk. You and Minister Martin Willett. It would be my uh, chance to minister on Friday at uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, our very own Dr. Uh, Apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser will be speaking again along with Minister Sheila Kaiser and Minister Brandon uh, Kaiser and Minister Margot McCoy. They will be on our Sunday morning service. And I would just like to tell you all, I know the Central Standard Time and the Eastern Standard Time is something, it's a bit because we had experienced that this week this past trying to remember the time zone. So if uh, Chicago is on at 8 o'clock and you're on the the Eastern Time uh, zone, that means you're an hour ahead of us or two hours ahead of us, then just know when it's 8 o'clock here, it's either 9 o'clock on the Eastern Time or if you're closer to New York, it will be, what, 10 o'clock. It's still Eastern time is still Eastern time. Yeah, but if you're in New York, you're two hours ahead, right? But if you're trying to do Eastern Standard Time, well, you need to be specific. Well, however, know your time. <laughs> it's just one hour. It's one hour okay. difference. Okay. One, one hour, hour difference. difference. If you're in California, Arizona, you're two hours different. <laughs> I just want y'all to know. That's right. We experience dealing with that time zone. It's, it's something else. But we thank you all for joining in. We thank you all for being faithful listeners. Uh, we thank you all for our, the, uh, the new people that we have coming in, the new family members, the new friends and guests that are uh, sharing time with us on Facebook Live as well as on Blog Talk. Um, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So I'm going to ask one more time before the woman of God prays out, is there anything someone would like to say to the woman of God on tonight? Okay. Thank you, woman of God, it's in your hands for the closing remarks. Father God, we glorify you and we magnify you. We thank you for your imputed righteousness and your imputed holiness. God, we thank you for being with us through every storm. And even when we've been on the mountain high, we thank you for being with us, for you are the God with us. And even when you prepare the table before us in the presence of our enemies, you will be with us with us on this side of heaven. Thank you for everyone that was with the family at the 61st family reunion this past weekend. Thank you for everyone that was with us at the funeral for our home, going for our cousin, our first cousin, for many of us, Molly. We ask you, God, to heal their hearts, to encourage them, to give them peace that surpasses all understanding and joy even in the midst of the loss and the transition and this storm in their 
feelings and their emotions about the loss of Molly, Evangelist Molly. And we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love. But most of all, we obliterating and annihilating every strategy that the enemy tried to throw our way to cause disconnection, to cause unforgiveness, but you obliterated and you annihilated and you replaced it with your agape love. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for sealing it with your blood and for the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. 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 Praise God.